baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Kyle Salmon, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So talk talk to us about this. And this was, in all fairness, this, I think, was a Democrat talking point, not just by Fetterman. But then he Mm -hmm. kind of picked it up and ran with it. And you take a deep dive into this, talking about why the 14th Amendment actually exists and how it was distorted by Fetterman and, and others. Right. Now, I mean, the 14th Amendment was passed uh, a few years after the Civil War to sort of enshrine some of the equal protection and due process things that people during that time thought were necessary. And and we still use it for that today. Uh, there was also a, a few other parts after that don't come up as much, one of them being that the debt of the United States legally entered into can't be questioned. That meant at the time um, the Republicans in Congress at the time were concerned that if the Democrats ever got in charge again, they would not pay all the debts that were owed from the Civil War, uh, including union pensions and things like that. So they put this in to make sure that, you know, all of the all of the debt we incurred in the Civil War, which was a lot, was going to actually get paid. And that was it. But it applies to all debt. So now that we have these debt ceiling crises every few years because of all the massive deficit spending we have, Every once in a while, these sort of theories come up. Oh, well, Congress can't agree. Well, the president can just invoke the 14th Amendment and say all the debt's honored. You know, all that we can just issue as much debt as we want. And Fetterman kind of ran with that. And in fact, he said, this is the whole reason the 14th Amendment exists, which I thought was kind of crazy because most of what comes up in the 14th Amendment is equal protection issues, applying the Bill of Rights to the states. There's a lot of bigger things here. But this was the, you know, this was sort of his way of saying, we don't need to agree on anything in Congress. We, we can just let the president do whatever he wants. And, he, you know, it, obviously it's, uh, he, I, I don't know, maybe he didn't think, maybe he doesn't want to do the work. He's not ever been big on showing up for work. But this uh, it's sort of a, a fringe theory that yeah. got picked up again. Yeah, and it's sad because I think, you know, with John Fetterman and, you know, he – obviously is is continuing to heal and, and recover mm-hmm. from that stroke. And every time we're seeing him, you know, it it's not his, it, I'm trying to be kind when I say his healing is, right. is not as advanced as I'm sure he and his family have hoped. And so it makes me feel as a Pennsylvanian that, you know, he's just rubber stamping anything that's written for him or told to him or suggested. But the, the bottom line here is, you know, I did want to ask you about this. You know, I saw that um, Congressman Chip Roy had ta- called this whole uh, debt ceiling debate and the deal as far as he called it a, a turd sandwich that we were dealt because it yeah. really goes back to December of 21. And we have to, you know, because everybody this morning, I see so many bashing McCarthy. But when you really think about it, this all was the hand that we were dealt, that McCarthy was dealt by then Nancy Pelosi, who was in charge, who was the House Speaker. You know, 
I just wanted mm-hmm. to get into that a little bit because, and by the way, the date now they've pushed back. We heard June 1st. Now this morning they're saying June 5th. So I guess they're still uh. tinkering with the details of this thing. Yeah, it, it, it is kind of a dishonest way that we came into this whole problem because you're right. The previous Congress under Pelosi passed all this massive spending and then they didn't raise the debt ceiling, even though they knew that all the spending would require new borrowing, which would run out soon. So as soon as McCarthy comes in, he's got a small majority. He's got a Democrat Senate and Democrat president to work with. And he's got to pay for all the spending that the previous Congress authorized. And then understandably, there's a lot of people in, in his Republican caucus who are saying, we didn't want that spending in the first place. What are we doing? You know, like, why are we the ones who have to pick up the tab? And it, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it seems like the Democrats are saying, oh, we should have a clean increase. No conditions, just more borrowing. But they didn't do that when they controlled Congress. They they let, you know, they just kicked the can down the road. So I, I guess so. It would be the Republicans problem. Yeah. And and, and I'm not being I'm not trying to be partisan here because Mitch McConnell was part of that. I mean, yeah. my, I mean, thirty one point. $381 trillion. I can't even wrap my brain around that. Two and a half trillion more. That's on, yeah. it, it's, it's so bloated and gluttonous. And, but they, Republicans, <laughs> took some Republicans to pass that through. And Mitch McConnell was right there. And they all got their pork and then went and, and you know, had the winter break the holiday, you know, winter break or whatever you want to Christmas and so on. Mm-hmm. And and they teed us up for, for what's, what we are all, as Americans, what we have to pay for now. It's infuriating. It is. And I guess if, if you want to be fair to both sides, too, when Republicans controlled Congress and, and the presidency, we didn't exactly cut spending then either. Mm-hmm. We just kept, you know, everybody was, you know, like pigs at the trough. And now, finally, we're... <laughs> We're going to get to the point where we can't borrow anymore eventually, and and then things will really get bad. But you know, I mean, this deal, I guess, it, it has a few little things that are good. Uh, I think it's probably the best we can get, considering McCarthy has only a small majority, and he doesn't control the other house. So, it's not great. But I, I think in a couple of years we'll be having this conversation again as the next massive deficit yeah. bill gets passed. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, I think that's. This morning, I just wanted, and I thank you, Kyle Salmon, for putting that in perspective, because I think it's easy. I mean, there are so many, especially conservatives, Republicans, looking to Kevin McCarthy and saying, oh, you're weak. I know you'd be weak. My my feeling about it is that now we know why Jim Jordan and others said, no way. Remember that, because there were many who wanted Jim Jordan. He said, oh, I don't mm-hmm. want this. I don't want it. It's a hot potato. They all knew this day was coming. And I think, yeah. you know, in a way, that's why nobody else, I don't think anybody else really wanted it, quite frankly. Yeah, it's a tough job. He's going to be getting, I mean, the Democrats are going to hate him no matter what. And then so many on our side are going to mm-hmm. be, like you're saying, just frustrated because he can't get everything we want. Well, I mean, we didn't win the presidency or the Senate. So there's only so much he can do. It, it's a tough job. Can I just ask you, Kyle, because I, I want to, I've covered a lot uh, Bucks County book bans, and I know you had written about that. Um, mm-hmm. You know what? Nearly a year. Well, it was it a year and a half ago or so? It, talking about because we still see this, we still see it, and we know this is going to be an issue moving forward to 2024. Writing about so-called book bans, and in fact, there are still lawsuits, and there's still a lot going on. 
actively, especially in Bucks County, but also Montgomery County, where mm-hmm. some people are in Chester County, where some people are saying, hey, these are so-called, and I say in air quotes, book bans. Others saying this is not about a book ban at all. This is about just keeping in, you know, keeping with approved curriculum. Can you give me your take on what's happening and moving forward, especially especially in Bucks County? Sure. I, I, I wrote before that I wouldn't call it a ban because, I mean, for one thing, you can get these books anywhere. You can get them on Amazon. You know, I mean, there, yeah. it's not like in, there, there are countries that ban books in, in a way that, you know, you can't get them in the store and it's a crime to possess them. We have nothing like that in America. You can get any book you want here. Yeah. What they're saying is, should a school library have books that have explicit sexual descriptions and even sometimes sexual imagery? I mean, that's the thing about this. some of these books that they're trying to ban are like, um, what do you call it, graphic novels mm-hmm. that have some like, I put it, the people who are against the bans never want to show the pictures of what's supposedly getting banned. <laughs> right. They never, that they, you know, the emperor or whoever, right. They'll write up this piece about how awful it is. Oh, well, what's the book about? Well, if they showed that picture, I think people might think differently. And, and we had that problem at Broad and Liberty. We didn't want to splash it on the front page because it is, there are some graphic things in there, but we put a link to it with a, with a warning mm-hmm. saying, look, here it is. I mean, if, if you or I gave out those pictures to school kids on the corner, they'd arrest us. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, it's like something a pervert would do. And yet they're saying it should be in a school library. I, I, I think there's, there's, there's reason to believe that you can, you can curate the collection of a school library to make it age appropriate. Yeah. And nobody's saying adults can't read what they want. And even, I mean, things that high school kids are going to read, it doesn't have to be all like, uh, you know, gentle and, and perfect, you know, fairy tale stories. Mm-hmm. High school kids read challenging works all the time. Yes. But it doesn't have to be out and out pornographic. Yeah. Yeah, but, I, and I thank you for that. I just wanted to review that with you because sure. it's still happening right now that there are people who believe that some of the parents and some of the school board members, in particular in Bucks County, but others as well, that, they, oh, they want to ban books and they want to bully kids who are in sensitive communities or whatever and it's it's just it's such a lie and i and i and and it's i love your point because that's what i've said all the time my kids i have teenage boys in school i don't think we've ever gotten any book that was required reading or otherwise from a library i mean you can get like you're saying you can get the cheapest version at amazon you can go anywhere so they Mm -hmm. it's not as if it's like oh this is the only place where you can get a book yeah. And even these, I mean, even like um, the you know, Central Bucks and the other places, even when they're reviewing books, very few are actually getting taken out of libraries. Most of them, to the extent they're even being restricted, it's just they're asking that the parents sign off before yeah. certain books Which be checked out. And it seems pretty reasonable that you should have some control over what your kid's reading, you know, when it's coming from the school, from the from the government-run schools. That's That seems just like basic common sense to me. Yeah. Well, I love, and you put it, I'll quote, I looked, you know, your, one of your articles that people can find at broadandliberty.com, our governments, local, state, or federal, do not censor books, conflating the liberating strife of the past with the petty squabbles of the present does no good, does no one any good. And it's, it's just so well put. I just wanted to bring that forth, and I thank you for your common sense and you really explain things, whether it's talking about the debt ceiling or stupid things elected officials say or so-called book bans. We really appreciate you putting things into perspective. Kyle Salmon, thank you. Thank you.
Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 